Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. We are your crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Rumor has it Barry the Boater might even hop on board with us, but he's a little bit uh, underwater. He's down there in the Fort Lauderdale area, got a lot of rain this week, might have seen it, I don't know, two feet of rain and 24 hours. It was a little wet down there, but uh, we'll see if he pops up for air and joins us on board a little bit later on but we got a few little stories to navigate and educate our boating passengers accordingly uh do we not patrick uh, we are certainly going to try greg we'll, we'll see how far we get before you interrupt me yes well keep talking it's just a matter right. of time <laughs> so uh let's start with uh, some breaking news this past week um what comes to mind when i say world's largest wooden super yacht hmm uh sailboat i don't know what do you think incorrect all right it, uh, it is that but this this story is posted to worldofboating.com and world of boating on facebook so if you haven't checked us out if you haven't liked us you are doing yourself and your friends a great disservice by not having us. And look, I promise because I handle the postings, most of them anyway. Greg pops in there occasionally. Right. Not going to inundate you with, you know, ridiculous, you know, ads and this, that. And that. It's just one or two posts a day you'll see pop up in your newsfeed having to do with boating, mm-hmm. boating industry, maybe a funny story, maybe something a little more on the serious side. Yeah. Hopefully you find it uh, either educational or laugh out loud funny. And there are those of you that I refer to as the super wobbers, the super world of boaters that uh, interact with me from time to time. Sometimes they'll even call me a name uh, huh. and that's okay. I'm talking to you, Brian. Okay. <laughs> and and so, just for the record, uh, you know, we want you to like us. And the only reason <laughs> uh, we say that is because we have no other choice. If they, if they just would have a button to say, uh, tolerate us. We do much, much better, but uh, but you got to press the like button, I guess. Yeah, there is, there is no dislike Captain Patrick button. Stop looking for it. Right. So just know that we're not going to hold you to liking us. You're just supposed to do that to help uh, follow things accordingly and get the stuff you desire. But you can still, you know, think we're halfway uh, Greg, breaking, annoying. breaking, breaking news. We have been joined live on the air with, <laughs> a, with our own, very own garden gnome. <laughs> That's true. He does kind of look like that. I feel like one. He really does. All right. Barry the Boater has made it. He's come up from air or come up for air. Barry the Boater was working on his truck, had to replace this device here. Yeah. Was it underwater because all that rain you had down there? No. Um, It was, it's the uh, magnetic clutch for my AC. Ah. This part is unobtainable. Really? That's one of the elements. Unobtainium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then why do you have it part. in your hand? Because this is the, I 
changed out my compressor two years ago because that went bad. It exploded inside. Okay. But I stripped off all the electrical parts just in case I ever had to repair the new one. And the new one in there is only about two years old. Right. And this already failed on it. Ah, so see, that's I what am, you get for not getting a Honda Ridgeline there. Uh, no, I need something there. that can tow a boat, not something that'll split them <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, by the way, okay. if any part on a Honda Ridgeline fails, you just replace the whole vehicle. Oh, well, yeah. Probably, yeah. But it's never happened to me. It's I don't so have sad. any of those unattaining me, uh, whatever parts you have. Yeah. Patrick right. will know that at one time, you can get any part for your car and repair it. I that's why I have a 23 year old pickup truck, Barry. Hmm. Cuz okay. I can st- I can still I can work on it. I can find rep- one it's an F150, so I mean readily available. A uh, 4.6 liter, great engine. I can find parts, no problem. <laughs> right. Let me tell you, let me just tell you a quick funny story. I oh, if you say if my- you think so, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I went with a friend of mine over to a junkyard one day. He he had he's a Ford fan like no other. And he was looking for a taillight, and there was rows and rows of these Fords out there. Mm. And I asked the guy, I said, do you have any Toyota Tacomas? I need a part for it. And he goes, oh, we don't get too many of those out here. They usually don't break down. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, there we know. Now we uh, know. Wait, I'm waiting for the funny part. The funny <laughs> part was is that he's always busting my, uh, you won't say what, about my Tacoma, uh, yet uh, it doesn't break down Tacoma. often. Right. Yeah. Well, plus my Tacoma. Neither mm-hmm. does my F one hundred and fifty, but it is the best selling truck in the United States. So, by sheer numbers, there will be far more of those out on the road and in the junkyard. Tacoma, but hopefully, not in the junkyard. More yeah. than the Honda Ridgeline, uh, okay. which is well, yeah. otherwise known as a paperweight. All right. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> Barry and uh, Patrick fall in the category of old school. Uh, yeah, they like the old type stuff, not the cutting edge latest technology. So this wooden boat might actually, this super yacht <laughs> might be r- right down your alley, Patrick. What do you think? Uh, it, I'll tell you what, it is a thing of beauty. This, this super yacht, uh, that was made entirely of, well, not entirely of wood. Uh, so the wood that was used is teak. So, Ooh, that's you know, expensive stuff. oh yeah. And it's got a GRP superstructure. It is yet to be named, which means that if you do buy this, you get to you get to christen it with a. Uh, it'll only have been named once. It's a fifty meter yacht that was wow. built in uh, that entered construction in twenty twenty, and it is a very classic design. Wait, wait, wait! Is this uh, Noah's Ark? It is not Noah's okay, Ark. Okay, all right. That's so. There are accommodation for twelve twelve guests and six staterooms. Two master cabins, four remaining guest cabins, each with its own end suite. There's also room for five additional crew members and three crew cabins, including a generous captain's cabin. Hmm. Other features include an onboard cinema, as well as an abundance of outdoor spaces, including twin staircases, leading to a really huge uh, swim platform. This really is, I mean... I think you get to a point with a boat where you know, okay, how much boat do you really need? But just from a cre- from a sheer craftsmanship standpoint, this is stunning. My uh, my suggestion for the name should be Woody. And you call it what right, it is, and we'll move on with from that. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just it sounds saying. like a court. listen. This is the happiest Patrick's ever been. Um, he's really drooling over this yacht. Yeah. What was, 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 you know, I, I, I expected. And and this is a, your typical big super yacht, 150 footer. 
It's not a I sailboat, is it? It is not a sailboat. Right. I wouldn't say typical because, again, it's got very classic lines. Right. Well, uh, the teak alone, it would be make well, it the feel teak classy. alone, but but again, very very classic lines. The superstructure. I mean, aesthetically, it's very pleasing. Might be because of the differences that you get with a teak or wood construction. The variances in the you know the way that it looks. It, it almost has the appearance that it was carved out of one huge piece of wood, hmm. which is awesome. It's a it's an amazing look. Um, so. You know, if you happen to hit the lottery uh, this week or something like that, uh, you know, it's only, it's in Dubai. Yeah. And asking price is just a smidge under $10 million. Huh. Sounds like a bargain. Yeah. The it, only thing is it, it would, making it all wood like that. I mean, uh, is that good or bad? I mean, it looks oh. cool. But, how uh, many ships sailed the sea that were completely made out of wood? How long two, did they last? Two. Well, I mentioned Noah's Ark already, and uh, the other one is the one that may, the Mayflower, uh, the Mary was, Celeste. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> it's a throwback. Uh, so maybe it'll last forever. I guess I don't know, but yeah, it'll last as long as you take care of it. It's like anything else, like you know my truck. But the way, truck. But would would be better than having your typical, you know, carbon fiber type of state of the art materials that they're using on these things now, Patrick, or no? Well, again, you know, the the upper the superstructure is is not all wood, it's GRP. Um, you know, and I'm sure that it, it's Is that chat G, GRP? No. Oh. Um, okay. I'm glad I didn't amazing, miss all the bad it's jokes. It's an amazing piece of craftsmanship. Check it out at worldofboating.com. All right, put and put in your bid. Uh, They're taking uh, orders now. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available 
as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Oh, my father was the keeper of the Eddystone Light. He married a mermaid one fine night. From this union there came three, a porpoise and a porgy, and the other was made. Yo, ho, ho, the wind blows free. Oh, for a life on the rolling sea. That's completely idiotic. One night when I was a trimming of the glim, singing a verse from the evening hymn, a voice from the starboard shouted, Hi! And there was mother sitting on the boy. Yo, ho, ho, the wind blows free. Oh, for a life on the rolling sea. That girl will rain destruction down on you and your ship. Then the phosphorus flashed in her seaweed hair. I looked again, and my mother wasn't there. A voice came echoing out of the night. To hell with the keeper of the Eddystone light. Yo ho ho, the wind blows free. Oh, for a life on the rolling sea. She is an albatross. Yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, bury the boat around and out the crew. Yo-ho. Yeah, you know, it is bad luck, whether it's a wooden boat, fiberglass, composite. uh, But, uh, you know, you're not supposed to have a mermaid on the boat. Is that the deal? Is that what they were singing about, Patrick? Is that what... what I don't listen listen to your rejoined music anymore because it irritates me. Huh. Okay. (laughs) Was very, You're not supposed to have a woman on a on a ship. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's Stop what they were it. singing about it, uh, well, and they were calling her a mermaid. I don't know what the hell was going on with that, but it's a thing. But you know, uh, you know, do, is this a super yacht that's made out of wood that's 150 footer out of Dubai, uh, which I, uh, you know, affectionately named Woody? Is this a you know a trend? Are they going to start going back to wood? No. No, no, this is too ex- too much work, too no, expensive. This this yeah. this, this was the, the weird thing is because it hasn't been it hasn't been named yet. So well, I, I named it. So, it's, so I, we got that part taken care of already. Sure. I don't believe it's been under a first owner yet, which means that they either somebody contracted and then bailed, which I would find ridiculous if that happened, because hmm. there'd be a sizable deposit that they would not get back, or they built it on spec, which is crazy. For a uh, 150 foot yacht that is made primarily out of teak, uh, but then again, you know it's uh, Dubai. You've been to Dubai, I have. So you, you know, you know what happens in Dubai. Mm, what do you mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. The, <laughs> what Barry happens get, in Barry Dubai stays in Dubai. Uh, no, nothing. There's, yeah. there's not, you know, Dubai is like uh, Las Vegas without the fun, if you ask me. Oh, I don't know. No, That's a wealthy nation. Yeah, but no gambling, no shows, no, uh, no, none of no the colorful stuff from Vegas. So they keep their money. They don't give it away. Yeah. Well, how, what fun is well, that? What fun is that? They could use it for buying, building super yachts made out of teak. 
I guess. I don't know. One word, termites. I, I would think that'd be a down. Uh, no, teak's a really good wood. Well, termites don't table. eat that? I don't think so. Really? Okay. Well, maybe it's a thing, I guess. I, I, it looks cool. I just I just wonder if it really, you know, uh, it, would it be, uh, I, mean, I mean, if price wasn't an option, which in Dubai it probably isn't. You know, teak is not the best wood to have your entire boat made out of. Is Is it or is it? Are you insane, man? Well, I know it is for decking and stuff for sure. And that's, but, but a whole boat like that, a super yacht of all teak, it seems like it'd be a bit much or is it? It is not. Okay. It, so it, it is again, the great material to use then. You're it, 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 it is and a, it is a great material to use. Unfortunately, um, not friendly, very friendly for the environment to harvest that much teak to build a 150 foot, uh, super yacht. However, it looks stunning. I'm sure. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. But it's not as, uh, you know, responsible as like Barry's boat made out of, you know, used milk cartons. It is not a milk carton. Okay. Well, that's what the plastic uh, is. It was, it's no, like it was a, recycled it was a vir- mar- milk carton. No, it was a village. It was a virgin material. Okay. Listen, unless, unless you come across a felled tree in the forest and proceed to turn it into a canoe of some kind. Um, so you're not going out and actually chopping down a tree. Mm-hmm. There aren't very, there aren't many environmentally friendly ways to make a boat that that aren't going to impact the environment in some negative fashion. Yeah, uh, and we already know from fiberglass boat building that even with the advent in construction uh, techniques, most commonly, um, you know, infusion. Uh, which creates it's a it's a it's a much cleaner, neater way to build boats. The challenge, of course, in the industry is what happens as these boats age out of use and then become abandoned or derelict. Um, how do you get those disposed of? Because again, fiberglass FRP is not something that is going to uh, decompose. Right. Right. You got to well, find but, a way to somehow reuse it or recycle well, it. But, yeah. But Barry, I thought when you bought your boat, I remember being down at the Miami international boat show and they said it was made out of recycled uh, milk cartons. No, no, no. It's made out of polyethylene. They can ch- chew the boat up and make milk cartons out of it. But they originally used the virgin material of polyethylene, little teeny tiny. It looked like almost like a powder. It's injected into a mold, and it, and then they heat the whole mold up, and it melts and becomes the, the hull of the boat. In hmm. theory, I mean, it'll never break down. This could be a bad thing if you were to put it through a Cuisinart and then release it in the ocean. It would float around the ocean, and, and, and animals would end up ingesting it. First, you would have to build the world's largest Cuisinart. Yeah, that would uh-huh. be a mess. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will work on that. <laughs> it'll happen moving on okay three <laughs> um, chipper so greg you're a you're a music aficionado as uh evidenced by the great rejoin music yeah are you familiar with mr travis barker i am what yeah what band was he uh in i forget it, off the, it, top of the, my head. the band the band is still in existence they're right. actually embarking on a world tour Blink and, 182 yes right okay the drummer blink uh 182 right right second drummer okay. um self-described crappy punk rock music uh <laughs> but uh it's still hip with the kids the kids who started listening to it are now my age yeah or just uh, patrick is hip to their jive got 10 it. years younger so anyway last may 
<laughs> uh, he got married to uh, a Kardashian. Ah, what are the odds? To Courtney Kardashian. Now, he got married to Courtney three times. And you're like, how does this relate to boating? I'm getting there, but I got to lay the groundwork. Okay. So, uh, coming full circle back to your Las Vegas remark, first time they got married was in Las Vegas mm. after the Billboard Awards, but that was not an official wedding. It was just, I don't know, shotgun a, a, wedding, a, a wedding, a drunken yeah. one, <laughs> maybe something like it. Then hey, they got let's married. Go get married. Yeah. <laughs> then they got married in uh, Santa Barbara, California. And then they got married again in Portofino, Italy, uh, which is part of their Hulu special, Till Death, Do Us Part, Courtney and Travis. <laughs> well, did they get uh, divorced in between these marriages or they just had three different weddings and celebrations? They just had three different weddings. Okay. So when he was in Portofino, he was on a yacht and he decided to jump off of it oh. right before he got married. Okay, we'll find out if you survived next, right here on the World of Boning. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. We now return to Night Boat, the crime solving boat. Faster, Night Boat. We've got to catch those starfish poachers. You don't have to yell, Michael. I'm all around you. Oh, no, the headed for land. We'll never catch him now. Incorrect. Look, a canal. Oh, night boat, go! Oh, every week there's a canal. Or an inlet. Or a fjord. Quiet! I will not hear another word against the boat. I was young, I was dry, but to sail I would go. One hour on the water, I was soaked down below. Though I tried, I couldn't hide from my mother's piercing view. But all she would say was, a big boy like you. Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind. We're the members of the Wet Pants Club. Get a little pissed here. Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind. We're the members of the Wet Pants Club. You're in the right place. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boat, rounding out the crew. 
All right, so um, Travis Barker with uh, Blink-182 got married to a Kardashian three times, not once, not twice, three times. And after the third, he jumped off a boat because reality sunk in. Is that what happened? uh, Well, it was was right before the third wedding. Oh. And what what I I just don't understand. He said, because I was nervous and I knew it was like the wedding day, I went and like jumped off like the roof of a boat less than an hour before we got married. Dude, yeah. you've already been married twice to the same lady. Yeah. What, well, what is there to be he, nervous about? Well, you get fidgety, you know, st- sitting around waiting for, you know, everything to get started. You know, what are you getting married three times for? I don't get that. The parties can be fun depending on who, you know, how they turn out. And maybe he had three wedding receptions and on the third time he realized, oh crap, I actually got to marry this person. Listen, listen. I better jump weddings, off the damn boat now. I, I think three that weddings, was all three times the wedding gifts. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but the, the Portofino wedding took place uh, on uh, Dolce and Gabbana's Portofino estate. Uh, Domenico Dolce offered to throw the couple their wedding. Uh, Kardashian uh, and Barker said during the, the Hulu special. Uh, it just, dude, you should have just kept swimming. Why would you? Why would you marry into that crazy family? Mm. Money, 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 uh, money. And Tra- Travis is already—he deals with enough stuff. Like he won't—he won't get back on a plane, you know. So when they tr- when they do their worldwide tour, he's traveling by boat. Well, boat. I guess uh, he's got that going for him as long yeah. as he can stay on the boat. Yeah. Well, yeah. After after that that incident with the uh, with the jet. Yeah, that's yeah. The, he. He does not fly anymore. Right. Well, he may not boat anymore. <laughs> he may not. Yeah. I mean, so, so his excuse was he was just nervous, and so he decided yeah, to just jump which on is the boat. Just weird. I mean, again, I could see maybe if it was the first wedding, and maybe your very first wedding ever, but he's already been married prior to I th- once or twice. I, I forget because he had a show on MTV. It was uh, uh, Bar- the Barker Family Circus or something like that at the mm-hmm. era of the uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Maybe. Uh, yeah. stuff as well maybe he was trying to just fit in uh with the kardashians uh, and knowing that he would have to do something crazy and that uh is how he was uh like this will help me grease the wheels as i ease into this nut job family uh, yeah, either maybe. that or ratings uh you were talking about it i don't know why other uh, just because well, because you jumped talk off about, a boat. you talk about uh the bachelor you talk about the Bachelor, right? Well, uh, you're okay. about he, he was, yeah, he was trying to bachelor. bring news that you would like, you know, <laughs> well, the Bachelor, uh, and, and he's uh, on a boat, people right? That sing and everything else. Yeah. I mean, he's a boater. I mean, well, he was jumping off the boat, so I guess he isn't a boater, really. Uh, but okay. I don't know. I guess we'll have to watch the what? show, find out uh, yeah, how this plays. Mm-hmm. Question for you guys: um, At what point, especially when it comes when it comes to boating, um, when there is a tragedy? an avoidable tragedy uh, should a single incident prompt lawmakers to change the law a single incident no uh, it yes. happens all the time it, it should it should be it should be reviewed it should be looked at i mean if it's <laughs> well it should be you're, you're putting mean, you logic know. into this uh barry that well, doesn't happen you're talking about politicians that, lawmakers come on okay okay but he's let, asking let me, sh- from our point of view right right so I'm going to give this story some context, and unfortunately, it does involve a a, a uh, person who lost her life. 
Uh, the death of Shane Henderson, 44-year-old father of two, an avid fisherman and boater, uh, has stirred some of his friends and an Ohio lawmaker to consider boat safety reforms, including that personal flotation devices be worn, just not stowed on the boats. Now, this uh, young man uh, lost his life in the following uh, circumstance, which I think this kind of brings, kind of fills out the story, and this comes into the era of personal responsibility and to where we don't need another law. Uh, and that to to govern us, if you will. So neither Henderson nor most of the others in the 13 members of the Hoover Cats Catfishing Club competing in a May, March 23rd tournament on the Columbus-owned reservoir were wearing life jackets despite gale force gusts that had created white caps on the waves above frigid water. Hmm. So okay. I... I First of all, you're part of this catfishing club. Hey, guys, uh, listen, small craft advisory. I don't think it's that we're going to have to cancel the uh, tournament. You know, plus the water temperature is frigid or freezing. So we're going to have to hold this off till conditions improve. No, let's go. Okay, you convinced us. Let's go. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, I got to think that if it was gale force winds, you've, de- you've definitely got not only a smell small craft advisory in effect probably much more than that probably a a warning like do not go out on the water Uh and to go ahead forward with this tournament and then not require the participants to be wearing wearing pfds is irresponsible not only on the part of the club itself that was holding the tournament but the boater as well and at that point i don't think that government needs to step in and say we need to have a law what you need to have is a law that says if there's white if it's gale force winds and the water temperature is below x we don't allow boating at all we're going to close boat ramps in this area you're not allowed that you mean, you I, that mean makes common, more, yeah that common makes sense. more sense than saying you have to wear a life jacket because great they'll be able to fall, find my body because i'm going to freeze to death within two minutes of hitting the water because the water itself is freezing. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's, con- that's common sense. That's a different story then. I mean, they're you wearing a to- PFD at least. Yeah. They won't have to do the search and recovery very long. Cause you'll just, they'll be, but that's not on. the point. The point is, is that you're supposed to use some, some smarts about the weather and everything like that before you go out there. It's the same thing as when people choose not to evacuate an area that's about to be hit by a hurricane. And then at the middle of this tremendous storm, they're trying to get someone to come out and fetch them and, and put someone else's life in jeopardy right. because they chose not to leave. Yeah. So I think uh, so, what you're getting at is education over legislation uh, is where you're going. I, at I don't this. even think I don't, if you have to be educated <laughs> that it's there's gale force winds and we got a catfishing tournament going on and maybe it's not a good idea that we hold this tournament. As Barry said, that that's that's not really education. That's just simple common sense would lead you to say, I'm not going to take part in this, not only because of the gale force winds, but also the water temperature is freezing. This is not a good idea, guys, that we go forward with this tournament. And on the off chance that somebody falls in the water and loses their life, 
we're now going to petition the state government to make sure that everybody on a boat, not that the life jackets aren't in a stored location, but you have to wear them because one person failed to use common sense. And uh, my life jacket clashes with my socks. And I'm very fashion sensitive. You wear socks on a boat. That's sad. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast oh look at this so much fun you'll ship your pants you'll ship your pants bro <laughs> This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boat around and out the crew. All right, so um, we have this story uh, PFDs, you should wear them. Uh, you know, I don't know if they need to be legislated in this case of that uh, particular incident. I mean, like you said, it should be common sense. That uh, you wear these specially. You should wear them all the time, honestly. But, you know, it's your personal preference, I think. You know, especially when it comes to everybody else on the boat. The captain definitely needs to have one. And sometimes I think it is required. But uh, and when it's rough weather, I mean, I think it's kind of silly that you wouldn't. But do we have to legislate that? Or do we need to just uh, remind people every now and then that, look, you know, uh, wise up. Think about it. Well, why take the risk, you know, and uh, take the proper precautions so you don't be, uh, you know, the guy that we end up talking about passing laws that affect everybody in boating uh, because of your, I don't know, I don't want to say stupidity, but uh, your omission of uh, thinking about uh, things that could happen. What do you think there, Patrick? Well, you know, most fishing tournaments, you know, especially ones that take place on inland waters, bass masters and stuff like that, they require you know, the, the participants are going to have PFDs. They have to wear them. It's all part because they want everybody to be safe. But if you want to have an effective strategy to get people to wear a PFD, and we certainly don't want more government uh, interaction legislating that we have to do this, because then you come into the whole enforcement issue. How do you enforce it? You know, what's the fine? Uh, you know, uh, do you eventually do you, do, you, do you tie it into their driver's license? Would it be akin to not wearing your seatbelt? So on and so forth. But if you want to have an effect, you take this guy's picture, okay, with the family's permission, obviously, and I'd say the one that of of his body, and then you do you do billboard ads, especially around areas where people do a lot of boating, and say. Don't wear your PFD. Make sure you have your last will and testament, you know, mm. filled out. Like a and scared straight or drunk driving type of I, I, I think you got to throw it in people's face that this, ah, it can't happen to me. It's never going to happen. It's We're just going out on the reservoir lake. Yeah. In gale force conditions and in frigid water, you know, temperatures. Yeah, it can happen. And it does happen. And unfortunately, people lose their lives when they should 
They don't have to. Totally, completely avoidable on so many different levels. Again, I think beginning with the club that decided to go forward with the tournament and then the participant, the participants, those of whom decided to take part in it and in doing so, then chose not to wear a PFD and or appropriate clothing to combat. Because then how far do you take it that, okay, well, if you're going to be boating in these conditions and in this water, you're also going to be required to have a survival suit that, you know, you're going to have to wear because on the off chance, you can go so far in one direction with it that it it's just not, it's just not worth pursuing. And in this case, as Barry, uh, very simply and, and correctly said, it is nothing more than common sense. If it doesn't feel right, you don't do it. You have to listen to that little voice inside. And I'm pretty sure with this guy, that little voice, there was a time, there was a point where it said, you know, Shane, I don't think we should do this. And he said, but I'm out here with all my buddies and they're all going and I don't want to be the wimp. So I'm right. going to maybe, maybe. So, you know, era of personal responsibility, take some responsibility, want to move on to a story about um, situational awareness. Okay. And again, some some more uh, personal responsibility. So it, we've talked about stories where people unfortunately get uh, struck by props on boats, uh, sometimes in an unfortunate situation like they're diving. And even with all the uh, proper warning flags, dive flags, things like that, a clueless boater uh, does the unthinkable and, and comes across them and runs them over. Uh, we have times when people are out uh, partying on sandbars and shallow areas, things like that, and tide goes out and boat can't get itself off. So they're out there. Everybody's, you know, trying to push the boat and, you know, somebody's going to be at the rear of the boat and. You know, they, they decide to come over and the guy who's at the helm trying to get, you know, operating the engines, he doesn't realize there's somebody back there. Nobody told him and that person gets struck. Uh, that's unfortunate as well. Uh, coming out of St. Martin uh, out in the Caribbean this past week, uh, there was this story where one of these uh, water taxis, a very large water taxi, a lot of people on board and the police are in, still investigating, but what they know so far is that the person who got struck by the prop on this this uh, water taxi, for some reason, he had jumped into the water in another location and was swimming towards the water taxi. Mm, so it's not like he ride. was on the water yeah. taxi and, and fell off. Right. It's not like th- this was a, a dive boat or something like that where they were out on an excursion. He was a little late. People were the in dock. the water. Yeah. So this person... He makes his his approach to the stern of the boat. The water is already frothing. And this is a twin sponson, so a catamaran, mm. uh, power cat style. So you can see the water is being churned up. And the ladder, boarding ladder, is not down because they're not expecting anybody in the water. And there's a lot of people on this boat. And he tries to climb up. And, of course, have you ever tried to climb onto a boat like that, like come up? without the ladder being completely in, or you're trying to come up over the no. gunnel side? <laughs> there's, there's, no, I wouldn't there's do no. that, uh, no. ideally. <laughs> it's but. not easy to get Greg up on my boat. Okay. Yeah, true. If you could imagine, what happens is, if when you grab like that, the lower half of your body does what? Tendency is to do what? Is to go 
under under you get kind of slide underneath yeah Yeah. correct Mm -hmm. and you you start kicking and still the tendency as you're as you're grabbing and trying to pull yourself up is that the lower half of your body is you're kind of in that that letter c shape if you will so as he's trying to do this what happens his foot gets struck by a what i would only assume on this very large water taxi is a very large prop Mm -hmm. on this so one of the passengers comes back and he sees this guy's in distress. So he reaches down. He's yelling like, to, hey, there's a guy back here. And he reaches down to try to pull him up and starts to get him up out of the water. And if you're one person in that situation like that, you really, that's very, very hard to do. That's a hard position to be in to try to pull somebody up out of the water that way. And unfortunately, the guy falls back into the water. And is starting to kick. You can see him kind of kicking in his legs again and gets pulled under and gets struck again. Eventually, they get him up onto the back of the boat. And there's an image there on the video. Of course, that's blurred out because it's it's very bloody yeah. um, at that point. But again, era of personal responsibility. One, assuming that the guy was in the right frame of mind, making the approach to a stern of the boat where you could see, visibly see, because you can see it on the video. The water's being churned up, you know, the engines are running, the props are turning, you know, they're probably getting ready to back out to to make their way. And he decides to try to climb on and get struck. And one of the passengers tries to do the right thing and help him and can't get him all the way up. Guy falls back in, gets uh, probably hit again, um, and then eventually bought up onto the boat. So it's there's a little bit of that and some of these stories that we've talked about in the past involving situational awareness you and in this case i can't see any fault with the 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 captain of this water taxi or the crew the last thing you probably expected was somebody trying to swim onto the boat as you're getting ready to back out yes not uh not an ideal way to uh board for sure uh, so yeah, you don't be that guy. I guess is what we're trying to say. Well, and, be aware uh, of your surroundings always. Yeah, and don't do stupid. Blank. All right, we'll leave it at that for this week's <laughs> don't edition. Do stupid. Of, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of the big show. Until uh, next week. Remember, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is, is better, better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.